Welcome to Air It Out, a spiritual boot camp podcast. I'm your host, Emery Oliver. On today's episode, we're doing a healing. And what that means is I channel my guest guides, gods, anybody who wants to come through, past loved ones, you name it, to help them work through an issue that they're struggling with. On today's episode, we've got Alice. Hi, I'm Alice. Nice to be here. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate you. We've also got my wonderful husband and stoic show producer, Nick. Hello. The man of many words. Usually he says many, but he's just not having it today. Many. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) way. So, uh, what we got going on today, Alice? Uh, A lot of feelings. (laughs) So, I was wanting to get some clarity around. I've had a lot of experiences with men that haven't been awesome and I know somewhat where it started I think in my childhood believe it or not there's some childhood trauma there shocking and then flash I know right (laughs) flash forward flash forward um in my early 20s uh I'm now 34 but in my early 20s I did a bunch of personal development workshops and communication workshops different kinds of therapies and I found this amazing man, epic love story, the most epic proposal ever. All my dreams came true. Um, and a few months before the wedding, he confessed that he had a handful of other relationships in secret. And that sucked. Oh, I'm sorry, hon. <laughs> Hold the rug out from under my feet. It was like split personality, like never in a million years have I expected it. Nobody that knew him thought it was possible. It was like just earth shattering and confusing as all hell. And since then, I have had many epic love stories, I'm fortunate in that sense. And (laughs) I've found both men and women that I've fallen deeply in love with have fallen in love with me. And it's been healing and helpful and felt like divine timing. And at some point, something shifts. And all of a sudden, these people, for lack of a better word, turn like psychotic is what it seems like. And um, and I want to take space and they just latch onto me and get really aggressive, sometimes violent. Like I've had many stalkers yeah. and uh, and that's created this whole realm of fear. And a lot of confusion and. I went into my pattern again of let's do some personal work here, Alice, and see <laughs> what am I doing to create this? What's my role in here? This? How can I, you know, show up differently? And I've then had experiences where very crystal clear with my boundaries and communication, and still found myself in dangerous, traumatic situations with people that I thought were safe and trustworthy. Oh, and I'm it's sorry. I just feel kind of stuck in this confusion of why I don't know why that keeps showing up. Okay. So I think there's a, I think there's a few things going on here. Um, first of all, I just want to, I just want to let you know that this isn't, there's nothing wrong with you that's causing this. Okay. So don't, don't internalize that. I, I do kind of feel like you've been internalizing that. I know we talked a little bit about it beforehand, but 
there's nothing wrong with you. Like, if anything, it's actually the opposite, which is you have such loving kind of energy and that's the kind of energy that's not really present in the world at large very often. Like that kind of pure, like deep connection, because I kind of get the sense that when you're all in, you are all in. Yeah. And and people feel that. Right. And so they're getting that love that they needed in childhood that they didn't get. And then. Yeah, when things... and most people don't have that and aren't exposed to it. Right. And get a little crazy when it starts to step back. Well, so that's kind of, yes. So there's two things here, and I don't think this is going to come as a surprise to you because you've done a lot of self-development work. What I'm seeing is you make them feel safe and whatnot, and then when they start showing who they truly are, okay, they start their shadow starts being shown because mm. – before I go deeper onto this, I, I want to talk about the probationary period, okay? <laughs> so, you know, in jobs, how they give you like a 90-day probationary period or 60-day or whatever, that's because most people can hold their shit together for a few months, okay? Sure. They can put up that facade, that mask can stay up, whatever. The thing that I think was repeating over and over again for you was that these people would come in, they'd have up their masks, they'd have up their facades, which we all do, let's be honest, you know, unless you've done a, a ton of self-awareness work, we all put on like a palatable mask to be like, well, you'll like this part of me, but like, right, I'll just hide my shadow so you don't see it. Right, so the first couple of days are very nice. Yeah. And so when they start feeling comfortable with you because you have that loving, open energy that says like, be yourself, I love you. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you're not actually saying it, and even if it's not on a romantic level, it's just this spiritual, like, my soul connects with yours. Ooh, man, my whole body's tingling. You do. You have this amazing ability to connect with, like, the core them, okay? So energetically, even if you're not consciously aware of it, you're connecting to the deepest parts of their soul, which is great for them. And it's also great for you because you have this beautiful connection with them, right? That's those epic love stories. However, when their shadow starts to come out and you start to see that masks start to fall and the problems start to come up, you create that space because you're like, whoa, what is this? Which that dig that that's part of that childhood wound that you brought up. Like I can see that's going back in the past. And then what it triggers for them is, oh, no, I showed her who I really am and now she doesn't like me. And then they go fucking nuts, right? Because it's like the ultimate form of rejection. They're like, I've never felt a connection like this. And then I showed her who I was and now she hates me and she's backing off. And oh, my God, I got to cling to it. You know, it's that kind of like desperate energy. And it's because they've never encountered anything quite like you. It's like someone who's been in the darkness their whole life all of a sudden goes outside and gets a whiff of fresh air and sees the the wildflowers and the sun and they feel the warmth from it and then they start to show who they are and then the sun goes no I don't think so and starts backing off and that shadow starts coming back and then they start freaking out because it's like it's almost an addiction if that makes sense it does make sense and I think that's exactly true and I've seen that and I feel like though I've seen even beyond that like where I feel confused is that I've I've even put a lot of time and effort into working with people through their shadow side, if you will. Like I've stuck around. You can't and like not. Yeah. Well, what I want to say is like, I stuck around and like tried to help them heal, help them work through loving themselves more and, and unconditional love. Like I'm still here, 
And through all my efforts, like still getting to a stuck point where their shadow just like won't, I don't know. It won't release. No, I, I get it. The The issue there though is that even though you, you are putting up a protective energy barrier, even if you're not meaning to. Okay. Because when those red flags come up, it's triggering something from your childhood. And I'll get, we'll start digging into that in a second. Okay. But it's triggering something okay. for you that goes, well, that protective shield needs to come up. I, I like, I'll still be here for them and I'll still love them. But yeah. in, until I start seeing some movement on that, yeah. I'm, I'm creating space here. And they sense that, right? People sense that. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm going to share something with you that will make this make a lot more sense. Um, I had some people I was very close with and I decided that I didn't want them in my energy anymore because they were very destructive for me. So I did a cord cutting and the day that I did a cord cutting, I didn't say anything to either of them. The day that I did a cord cutting, I heard from them for the first time in three months, both of them on the same day. Wow, interesting. People sense that. They know They know when you've pulled back, especially if you have that big warm energy because it leaves a vacuum where it used to be. And then they start feeling hollow. Yeah, that does make sense because I, I have thought in retrospect that like, Mm, that it's like people almost try to latch on even more when I'm like, I still love you no matter what. You're amazing and great. But there is some part of me that's like a little bit more removed when I yeah. see these red flags. And and it almost, I've in retrospect, I've thought like that it's, they seem to think that that's even more like a challenge. Like now they need to convince me to stay. Um, it's not so that it's a challenge. Saying. It's a, it's their damage to right. their child being like, but I need you to love me, mommy. You know, it's, it's, exactly. that, it's like, that reaction. Something in their head is like, now I need to try harder. Yeah. yeah. I need to convince her to love me because, because I, I, I need yeah. her. I need her. I don't know how to be without right. her anymore. It, it's, it's got that yeah. obsessive desperation signature to it. Like I'm seeing it. So the thing that that's yeah. triggering for you though, is I'm seeing somewhere in your childhood, and I feel like this was a friend. I don't feel like this was a a, rom a romantic thing, but I feel like a friend betrayed you in some way, shape, or form. That you were very close with them, you put a lot of trust in them, and I'm feeling like this is elementary school or middle school, maybe. It might be early high school, but I feel like it's younger than that. I can think of one thing in middle school. There's maybe there was probably some in elementary school, but it's the same in pattern though. It's the same pattern. It probably is yeah. the middle school one then. Because that, that's what I was thinking. I, was, I just, I always like tap into people's middle school. I guess that's when a lot of trauma really sticks though. Well, that should happen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what I'm seeing is you trusted this person and you really felt a deep connection with them. And then they kind of turned on you. And when that happened, you started feeling like very unsafe, right? Like you had that, like, I thought I knew you, but I guess I didn't. And so do I really know anybody? And so that mm -hmm. cycle has kind of continued to replay itself, which isn't your fault, right? It's just that you need to work on discernment. Yeah. Okay. That is something. I'm and I, this was so hard for me. So I have I so much empathy. <laughs> let me, let me tell you what Thank worked you. for me because this was, okay. fuck, nickel chime in on this. I had no discernment for the longest time. I just, I, I see things to love in all the humans, regardless of how they show up. Same. <laughs> and that's a good thing. And I love that about myself. And it's hard to, yeah, discernment. I don't, I don't know where it's, that's a struggle. Yeah. So one is you got to see people as they should, like, as they are, because even with masks, people will tell you who they are. Okay. And usually it comes in the form of if they're really selfish, they're like, I'm such a giving person. And everybody always uses me. And you're like, all right, this is a selfish fuck. 
Because there is some truth in the saying, like, thou dost protesteth a little too much, right? When Mm -hmm. somebody without any, like, any poking or prodding or anything just brings up, I'm this great human being. That's a big red flag. And that's been that way for me all the time. Um, and, and it's usually whatever they're telling you, they're the opposite of that. Okay. So like, that's like a, okay, there's, there's damage here. That's the ego speaking and it's an insecure ego, which means it's a mask. Right. So where discernment really kicked in for me was when I realized that I see the potential in people and I love them because I see the potential in them because I see their deep soul connection that we have. But who you're connecting to in that moment is not actually their potential. It's them. And some people come into this lifetime not to change. They come in to suffer. They come in to experience that horrible shit. And they're not going to work through it because they're not supposed to. They're working through some karmic cycle or they're on a certain path that's going to lead them to learn this one massive lesson that they need to learn. So rather than seeing the best in people, see them as they are and accept them as they are, right? Which is, oh man, this guy I just took on a date or this girl I just took on a date. Yeah, they were like the whole time they were talking about uh, what selfless lovers they are. So I know that that probably means that they're not because that's their insecurity popping up. And like, is that really something I really want to tap into? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Those, yeah, those things seem obvious to me. Yeah. What I like, what I like to say instead of like seeing the potential in people is that I see. Well, I like to believe that all humans come into this earth, come out of the womb with our arms out, trusting and loving. Shit gets fucked up along the way, and we get confused. <laughs> and um, yes, and so no. It's, it's, it's like. And that's like, yes, I see the potential in people, but also I, I've been thinking of it in the mindset, like I see who they are underneath all that shit. But that's their potential. Yeah, you're right. But it's like a fundamental truth, I think. Mm, so not everybody, not everybody comes into this world pure. I'm, I'm going to be very brutally okay. honest with you on that. I'm, I was curious how that would land for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So some people, and it's, it's not that their souls aren't pure. It's that they have a path to walk that is a dark path. Okay. That's and helpful. if they were this, if they were this like happy go lucky, sweet, you know, pure of love, like that's why you have kids that torture animals. Okay. Not that like their souls aren't. it's not that their souls aren't pure. It's that they're on a part of their journey where they have to experience the monster in them. Oh, that's really helpful perspective. Thank you. So the other, I have had the struggle of like, no, but the, I see like the purity of the soul. Not but everybody. That's not necessarily the same as like who they are in this form, right? I kind of want to In this lifetime, the role that they're playing might not be pure and sweet. The other thing is, yeah. and this is probably, I'm probably going to get a lot of angry comments about this, but I'm oh. just going to go out and say it because I've seen this with my own eyes and I've had a lot of confirmation about this. There are actually what the religious would call demons in human form down here on this planet. And and I'm not saying okay. demons as in like they're horrible, like, you know, they're going to eat your soul or whatever. Oh. I'm, I'm talking about they just have no moral compass. They, they're they very self-centered and they're very selfish and they'll do whatever they need to do to get what they want. And so once you recognize that, like, not everyone, yes, everyone is created equal when they come into this world. Yeah. But not everybody is created equal when it comes to the the longer path of their soul. Yeah. 
it's weird. It's like there's like an equality sandwich there, if that makes sense. So it's in this lifetime, right? In this lifetime, they're not all created equal on their soul path, or they are, but and then on their soul path, they're not created equal. And then when we're back to source, our very core energy that we come from, we're all equal again. But I get it. There's a journey. That's that's really helpful for me to hear, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And unfortunately for you, you are such a warm, bright light that you're attracting the moths of creation. Mm-hmm. I get right. it. I get it because I'm the same way. Like everyone who's fucked up and has problems is like like a magnet yeah. with me, right? Yeah, yeah. So and it's like both gratifying and Drake can be draining and also very healing for me at times. It's all the things. Okay, but so why is it gratifying and healing for you to have the, the darkness come toward you? Uh, well, I mean, it makes me feel like I have purpose. It makes it makes I know that I'm. Like it fulfills like the caregiver in me. Okay. I'm like, oh, I'm, and that is straight into childhood trauma. Do you want to go there? <laughs> so I, I was going to tap a little bit into that. Uh-huh. Instead yeah. of feeling that gratification for caring for everyone dark who comes into your path, yeah. first yeah. of all, turn it inward, which you have done because you've done a whole bunch <laughs> of work on yourself. So like props, props to you on that. I'm going to give you big claps for that. Word. More to do, but thank you. The second layer of that, though, is understanding that your energy is divine. Your soul has been through a lot of iterations to be where you're at, to be that bright and that warm and that positive and that loving. That is a privilege to be in your presence. Okay, so just giving it away to anybody who comes in because you feel like you need to save them or heal them or they need healing or whatever. It's going to do nothing but drain you and get you hurt, right? And they're going to end up damaging you. You know, so I, I, did you watch, um, oh, shit, Nick, what was the Sandman? Sorry, never mind. I remembered before I even asked him. Uh, that show, it's, a, uh, it's like a newish show. Yeah, on Netflix, and it's Neil Gaiman. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of it, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to kind of relate this into those terms. They locked up a god. Okay, they locked up the Sandman and tortured him. Then if you watch the the last parts of it, they have like these little shorts that were attached to it. And it's talking about, I think it's Calliope, the um, Greek goddess of of poetry and inspiration. She's a muse, I believe. I can like see her. And, but yeah, this is what you're about. They trap her and rape her. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. I didn't get that far. Wow. Was it, was it Calypso? Oh, was it Calypso? I thought it was Calliope. I don't know. Oh, okay. So that's a very apt comparison to what's happening in your world, though, okay, which is you've done all this work and you have this you have this beautiful energy. It's like it's like golden energy, right? I know. I just want to help everyone. You can't, though. You can't help everyone. And in doing that, what you're actually going to end up doing is knocking yourself off the path that you're supposed to be on, where you're supposed to have that time and energy and that love to give to other people who are in a place on their soul's journey to be able to take that love and move forward with it. You know, it's so I used to do this a lot and that's why I'm kind of like giving you real honest, brutally honest love. love. I love it. I know. Girl, this is. I already know all that. Like helpful reminders. I've been through all of this shit though, but (sighs) here's where I got to. My guide said at one point, she showed me uh, like me pouring sand into a tube and it's just going right out the bottom and right back onto the ground again. Mm. And she goes, stop pouring into bottomless vessels. 
She was like, you, uh, you need to make sure that whoever you're investing your time and energy in is in a place where they can take that energy and do something with it. Because if you're just pouring it into anyone and everything, eventually you're emptied out. You haven't really done any good in the world. And then what's happening now, which is you, you're now having fear attached to it because you've had so many bad experiences with that, that it's created uh, a shadow. And so now you're going to have to spend your energy to undo the <laughs> shit that they did. When in reality, if you had just been a little bit more uh, sparing about or, or uh, had better discernment on who you invested that into, you would have gone, uh, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I'm going to give this like a little bit longer before I get super attached to this person or before I invest a, a huge amount of my time and energy into them because something feels not quite right here. You know, and yeah, some. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So someone, I, I was say, someone told me once uh, that I needed to learn when to speak and when to be silent. Uh, and I was very defensive when I first rude. heard it, but I, the way oh. I, yeah, thank you. But the that's way rude. I thought about it, the lesson I got out of that is like pausing. And I think it's really soothing where my energy is. There's nothing wrong with being quiet. Okay. I'm, but I'm quiet all the time. Yeah. But on the flip side of this, Nick. <laughs> How many times do people tell you, like, oh, you're too quiet. You need to talk more. It's the same yeah, thing for people who talk time. a lot of, you need to learn when to be quiet. I know. You need to be however you are, okay? However, when it's mm. damaging to you, which this is, that's when you need to look yeah. at it and change it. You know, if you're being authentically you, like, if you could go out into the world and be loving and give love to all these people and help everybody and not have it damage you, I wouldn't be saying shit. I'd be like, <laughs> go give so much love. But when it starts damaging Fair you enough. and it starts draining you and it starts installing bad programs that then you have to take your yeah. time and energy to work through, that's a lesson. That's a karmic lesson. And I would not Solid doubt point. that one of the reasons that you're here in this existence in Midgard during this lifetime is to learn to not give away your energy. Solid freaking point. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And let me just tell you from a personal perspective, it's way more fulfilling when you invest energy in the right people and you see them grow and turn into these awesome people because then you're like, that that time and energy was well yeah. spent. You know, I, I yep. you can't rescue people who don't want to rescue themselves, yeah. okay? And so yeah. trying to work through stuff with them is great if you see that they have the potential and the drive, okay? The drive is the right. most important part. So if you see someone like puts themselves into therapy after something blew up, that's a good sign. If you see someone making steps towards, okay, I'm going to fix this, like that's a good sign. But when you see people who just go, oh, this is just the way I am. Life was so hard on me. I'm a professional victim. Don't help those people. Don't help them because it's not going to help them. You're just enabling them. It actually makes it harder for both of you in the long term. And I stepped on that landmine uh, about 5,000 times before I learned my lessons. So please learn it from me. Yeah. That's very logical, and thank you. Helpful to you. That felt like something shifted in my perspective there. Thank you. Good, good, good. It it's hard. I know it because like I have like a yeah. I have like a compulsion <laughs> to help people. I told Nick this. Yeah, like I don't want to like this, but I I hear what you're saying and I like. Yeah, but I mean like literally. So I told Nick yeah. for a while like there would be people I didn't even like. I'd be like, God, this person's a fucking asshole, but they're asking for my help. Oh, I gotta help them. You know, and I would give these mm -hmm. people help. And, and like, and at some level, I'm like, and I know I, I tell myself like, and I know I probably could help. And I see how they need help, but do I necessarily need to be the one to help them? Well, not only that, but like, if you have that compulsion, stop to ask why. Yeah. Why do I feel the need to to step in on this? Is this because like I'm trying to fulfill something within myself that I'm not getting, and so I'm putting it out into the universe because. 
not as much for me, but I've seen that with a lot of people where there's something in them that feels like a hole in their soul, right? Like it's, there's something that they need to work through that is, they're just missing it every time when they're like combing through their self-work and whatnot. And so what they do is they go take that energy because they know that they need to do that and they, they go project it outward. And so they go try and help other people. And what they're really trying to do is help themselves, right? I was literally just talking to somebody else about this today. So this is not just you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It just reminded me of um, a memory from childhood that I'd kind of forgotten about. You want to hear it? I think I know where you're going with this. So yes. Okay. It's mom stuff. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Um, Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so one of my first memories, uh, my mom telling me that she prayed for me. She prayed for someone to show up to make her happy and to make her life better. And then she had me. And she almost named me Joy because, uh, and that's and that's why I'm here, and that's my purpose is to take care of her and make her happy, and that's like what I that's why I'm here. Um, and and I'm got really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for her and for a lot of other people, and I'm like, and on some level, I thought like she's right, like I am really good at this, like this is maybe why I'm here. Um. I, I actually don't disagree with that. I actually do think being joyous and warm and loving is part of your purpose for being here. But I think that yeah. you're going about it in a not yeah, healthy it's way. It's like twisted. Yeah, I agree. It's got like twisted and a confused and something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I actually think your path forward on this in order to step into that, like you're you're doing the self-work, you're, you're doing the deprogramming or you wouldn't be here. Um. I think what you really need to step into is just exuding joy. Just make your life a completely <laughs> joyous place to be. And then I know this sounds weird, but like when people come and step into your energy field, it's going to lift them up and they're going to feel it. That sounds like the silliest, most ridiculous thing that I uh, like, really, is that all I have to do? Because I could be really good at that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Because here it's just like I don't mean that you're ridiculous. I just mean like no, wow, I know what it's, a hilarious. It sounds so simple. What a hilarious solution to my struggle. <laughs> <laughs> but that's most people's purposes. They're, they aren't these giant Ugh. grand things. They're like you have a specific purpose for being here. And so what I'm seeing is when you build that joy in your life, when you live this joyous existence, and people come into your energy and they come into your world, they're gonna feel it. It'll inspire them. And it might even make them, if they're on the tipping point, it'll make them want to go work on themselves. They'll start doing that, that work. But you are, for the rest of your life, going to have to have good boundaries and enough energetic awareness to go, this person's going to be an energetic vampire. I can't have them in my life. I'll tell you I love you and I'll be like, you're an awesome person and whatever, but you drain the fuck out of me. And so until you work on yourself, like stay on the other side of my wall. And it's perfectly okay for you to do that. That's helpful to hear that verbalized. Thank you. Like, it feels like you just modeled how to do that for me. And yeah, because really I've had to do that. that. I've had to be like. That makes it feel a lot easier. I'm like, okay. It does. I, I had to cut off a friend of mine that I've had for like, oh, man, 10, 11, 12 years. I don't know how long we, we were friends, but she just drained the shit out of me. And no matter how much I tried to help her, she would like go on these like ego trips. She never actually did any of the deep work. She did like little iterations of it where it would look like she did this, this big amount of work and then she would just backslide immediately and so after about two years of really trying to work with her and and really it was a lot longer than that I had spent hours and hours and hours of my life with this girl 
like because she's because I could see who she was at the core. I could see her potential. I could see that soul inside of her that was like dying to get out through all of the bad programming, the trauma, her very dysfunctional ego. Yeah. But it got like you're better than that. Yeah, but it got to a point where she was draining yeah. the shit out of me, and it it will actually block you on where you need to go. It slows you down. It's like trying to swim in the ocean with like a a cannonball attached to your leg. A lot of okay, like you'll go, but it's gonna drain you the whole way, and you're gonna have to spend a whole lot more energy. <sighs> and so I had to tell her at one point after like she pulled some insane shit and I just basically was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I can't be your friend. She's like, well, I don't know why we can't be friends anymore. I was like, because all you do is take, all you do is take. And I don't want to be friends with someone who's like that. I love you. And I wish nothing but the best for you. And I meant that. I hope she is so fucking happy that like happiness is oozing out of her pores, but I couldn't have her in my life because she was damaging to me. And so you've got to get to the point where you value your happiness, your baby's happiness, your husband's happiness. I, I said husband, but is it wife? Husband? Uh, no, it's, it's soon to be husband. Okay. Husband, husband, fiance, husband. Their yeah. life, right? Because, the luckiest man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is, is that when you're getting drained and when this is happening to you, it's a drain on the people around you too. Because I, I know in my experience, and maybe this dynamic's different in yours, but not from what I'm seeing you are kind of the sun in your world and people kind of orbit around you. Okay. So when you get dimmed, it's like if the sun was to get dim, our vegetation would be fucked up. Our atmosphere would be fucked up. Yeah. So in order to be that loving, caring, like mama earth sun energy that you are, Mm -hmm. you've got to take care of yourself first and foremost, because that really is, you're just supposed to exude joy. You're supposed to exude joy and inspire people and let them feel that warmth so that they can figure out the path to doing that for themselves. But you can't do that for them. That is not your purpose for being here. Your purpose is not to make other people happy. Your mom, that was a fucked up, horrible thing she said to you. And that installed such a bad program because you were told from the time that you were a small child that you were here to make other people happy. You are not other people's fucking love slave. Fuck that. I know I'm getting super intense behind this, but like my guides are like angry about this on your behalf. Okay. Fuck that. No, you're here to be joyous and happy and be grounded and just shine in all of your beautiful brilliance and whatever happens to the people around you. Awesome. Right. That's great. Like if they get love and happiness and inspiration out of it, great. If they don't. Yeah. Oh, well. Not for me to decide. But when you do decide to step in and help people. Make sure that there's a bottom on that vessel and that they're able to retain the love that you give to them. And sometimes that's tricky because sometimes people will be in a vibration where it doesn't necessarily look that way. Like Nick and I in the beginning of our relationship, and I've talked about this on this podcast before, our relationship was a shit show for the first like, so three months or six months, Nick? Uh, it was probably about six, maybe a little bit more than six months. It was, it was kind of rocky waters. Yeah. It was a shit show for like six months and I kept pouring into that vessel and it was dropping out right through the bottom because Nick wasn't in a place yet where he was ready to accept that kind of love. And it took a separation. It took both of us leaving each other for three months and not speaking for him to be like, fuck, I kind of wanted to retain that love. And for me to be like, fuck, like I can't just keep pouring into empty vessels. Like, I love this guy and I know he's my soulmate, but like, he's got to do that work or this isn't going to work. Like, I can't force him to. 
because there is mm-hmm. like this when you get into that like i'm here to help people there is that like aggressive yeah. energy of like let me fucking help you you know like <laughs> cuz you get frustrated yeah. Yeah, it feels like I just I want to like hold their hand and show them the way. I get that because I have that dynamic totally. But the problem with that dynamic is if they're digging their heels in and they don't want to take those steps, all that you're doing is exhausting yourself and them when maybe they just need to sit the fuck down and look at the world around them and like sit with it. You might be asking someone to move who can't. And then that's frustrating because you're expecting them to move. And and that's honestly, it's your ego. And that was very hard for me to accept, right? Because I was like, no, but that's coming from my heart. And then my head was like, yeah, but I'm kind of the one like expecting people to change rather than just accepting them for the hot messes that they are and then deciding whether or not I want them in my world. And so when I realized that of like, oh, no, that's my ego, my ego's telling me that they need to be better. And the ego's really good at that. The ego tells you how things should be or how they could be, not how things are. So some of that for you, I think, is is going to be mitigated. So here's how we fix that. All right. Some of that for you is going to be mitigated by being deeply in the present moment when you're in other people's energy or in their company and really observing what they're saying, their body motions, all of the stuff and getting a good feeling or a good read off of, oh, man, this person's in a very low vibration right now. Mm, Helpful. Yeah, and and you can tell them or don't tell them or in your own way express it of, you know, hey, I I think you need some healing and then give them some tools, okay? Mm -hmm. If you really want to help people, give them the tools and then let them do whatever they're going to do with with the tools. But you can't literally be like, here's a screwdriver. Let me put it in your hand and turn it for you. Right, right. Because then they're just going to be like, Like, why don't you? you?" (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. Because then they're going to be like, well, why don't you just screw in the screw for me? And yeah. then you get stuck in this place of like, oh, no. And then when you cut them off, they get pissed off because now they don't know how to use a screwdriver. And now they're going to chase you down the street with it being like, screw in my screw. You know, it, it gets really out of control. So being in the present moment and being very aware and really seeing people for who they are, not who they can be, not who they were born as. Those two things are completely fucking immaterial. I know that's hard, uh, but they're very immaterial because who you're dealing with in that moment is that person. I like that you said to notice their vibration. Yeah. That makes sense. That has been a tangible thing that I can track. Yeah, that's been the biggest thing for me. So the other thing is when you recognize the energy of someone else who has been problematic for you and another person, big red flag, warning bells, sirens, the whole nine yards. Yeah, in retrospect, feels obvious. But thank you for saying that. Yeah, I, right. I know. I felt so stupid when I finally yeah. when it finally clicked. I was <laughs> like, "Shit, what is wrong with like, me?" Oh, it's like, no, yeah, I can see that now. Like, it's all falling into place. That's wonderful. Thank you. That was a big game changer for me because I recognized yeah. it in someone else. I went, "Ooh, that reminds me of this one time that this one person did this, and now I'm seeing that these two are very similar people, and that person was very damaging for me. So that person probably is too." And then I still held on to them because I am a doofus sometimes. And guess what? She was damaging a shit for me. Yeah. Smarter than you know. So I totally feel you on that. But let go of the stuff with your mom because your mom didn't know how to make herself happy. I know it. Yeah, I've I've done a lot of work. I love I worked hard to love her without resentment and still work in progress. Well, one of the things I want to bring up about your. 
Yeah, one of the things I want to bring up about your mom, though, um, she wasn't ready to have you. Okay, so like she wasn't ready to have you. And so when you came in and you were this big energetic change in her life and you gave her that warmth and whatever that she had been searching for for her entire life from what I'm seeing, she she glommed on you. It was like she was like, oh, my God, I can't let her go because if I do, like, I won't feel this happiness anymore. I got that same desperation yeah. frequency off Hold of up. it. Uh huh. So in dealing with her so that you don't take on any more of her damage, try to start seeing your mom as the wounded little girl. Okay. And I know that's hard yeah. because she was a position of authority for so long, but now you're an adult and now you guys are equal. <laughs> I don't know that she was ever a position of authority. Well, I more so mean like when when you're a kid, right? When you're a kid, right, you're yeah. like, oh, my parent, like that's an adult, whatever. But now that you're an adult and she's an adult, you can start seeing her as more of like a peer type alignment. I, I always felt like I was the mom and she was the kid. I get that. I get that. And then <laughs> I don't know if you had this dynamic with your mom, but my mom used to get angry at me about it. She would come to me for advice. And mm-hmm. then I would give her advice and then she'd go, well, I feel like you're the mom and I'm the kid right now and I don't like it. And I was like, well, then stop asking me for advice. My mom loved it. She was like, glom onto it. Like, she's like, yes, take care of me. <laughs> um, you're good at this. This is why you're here, kind of thing. Yeah. But I do see her. I do see her as a little girl. I see her as a little wounded little girl. But also, I'm in a place where I'm wanting to start seeing her as like, she's a grown ass woman. Yes. And, you know, like, she is capable of taking care of herself. And so without that's actually- like leaning into caregiver, like I need to show her how I'm like trying to give her more credit in my own mind so that I don't step in it. Yeah. So um, yes, there is like a hybrid aspect to that. So start seeing her as the wounded little girl inside her. Or if you already are, that's good to help you let go of some of that resentment because I still feel okay, like there's, there's still a little bit in there. I'm seeing like a wound and I'm seeing it like the tunnel, like, I know this is really weird, but this is what they're showing me. So she's showing me like, this is really gross, but this is the best example I can give you. Like a pore that was clogged with like a blackhead. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, it's like you removed the plug that was in there, but there's still like dirt and grime and like the new stuff that's kind of growing in there for you. And so, and that might just be her current behavior is causing that to stay. So there's still a little bit left in there that needs to be cleaned out. But yes, that's true. I think the way that you're going to do that is by seeing her as the damaged little girl and not taking it personally. Mm. On the other side of this, in order for you to not take on damage as far as like continuing to perpetuate the cycle that she's created of like, take care of me. I need to be taken care of. You're here to make me happy. You're going to have to put up some pretty strong boundaries and have some pretty tough conversations with her of like, I didn't get a childhood because you needed me to be the nurturer. And because that program was installed from the time I was a kid, I've repeated this and I've just given myself away so many times, mom. And it's caused damage. It's it's caused heartbreak. It's caused self-worth issues, self-doubt. It's caused all of this shit. And now it's creating like almost like a fear thing for me. Because I'm so scared that I'm going to get attached to somebody and feel the need to make them happy. And then the rug's going to get pulled out from underneath me. Like, all of this is so damaging to me. And like, mom, I need, if you love me, 
I need you to understand I can't take care of you anymore. You've got to start taking care of yourself. And I'm happy to give you the tools that I've developed in order to take care of myself and take care of you and be brutally honest with you about what it is that you need to work on. But outside of that, like now I have my own kid. I can't be your parent too. Oh, yeah. I do have my own kids. (laughs) And then let the chips fall where they may on that. I know. But then you're going to have to let the chips fall where they may on that because if she actively decides, no, I'm not going to grow, that is not your fault. That is not your responsibility. It, It. this is her issue. Okay. And if that issue is damaging for you, you have to tell her and then you have to yeah. set a boundary of if you can't change this, then I can't have you in my life anymore. Not in the capacity that you've been in my world. And I know yeah. that that's painful because I've been there. I've done that. It fucking yeah, sucks. It's heartbreaking. A lot of compassion for her. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's heartbreaking. But on the same yeah. token, like you now have a child that you need to protect and you need to take care of. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And you've got a fiance who you need to protect and take care of. And and you need to make sure you are shining at full vibrancy so that those ripples go out, right? That feels good. So anything that doesn't. Reminding me of that. That makes it feel easier. Good. Anything (laughs) that doesn't bring you joy. Okay. Like that's, that's really like Mm. the next couple of years, what I'm really getting is like you need to literally just focus on yourself and your family. And that's it. I love that. Everything else outside of that, like if it if it <sighs> is destructive for you, just get rid of it. That sounds great. I'm so down for that. Do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So do you take a lot of baths? Uh, I did for the last like year, but it's really hard for me to believe that I deserve a bath every day. But it you makes do, a difference though. when I do. I know do, I though. do. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you do though. That's literally what she showed me. She showed me like you uh, in a you in a bathtub with like bubble bath or flowers uh, or whatever it was. Uh, and then you yeah. doing breath work and breathing in the the steam and whatever and exhaling it and a, a, essentially creating an energetic bubble around yourself. So visualize that when you exhale of like white light creating this this bubble around you. And you can actually say like in this bubble, you know, guides, who angels, whoever it is that you feel connected with, protect me. I don't want anything negative coming in and, and stealing my energy. I don't want anything entering without my permission. And then do that daily. Okay. Because it's so luxurious though. <laughs> it's not luxurious. It, no, girl. All right. It's maintenance. Right? Oh, it's maintenance. here's holy shit. Oh, this is why you they don't. were so fucking angry about this. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it, guys. <laughs> Sorry. They were like shaking me. Like yeah, okay. you put all of that love out into the world around you, but you suck at self-love. You ah. feel guilty for giving yourself love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, that's what you just said with the, the bath. It feels I luxurious. Know. No, girl. <laughs> no, it's not luxurious. It's you taking care of yourself. You have to love yourself first. Okay. Okay. Nick. Nick is so good at this, but you know what he told me? Because I, again, like, man, I resonate with you so deeply on this. What did you tell me, Nick, about like loving myself first? Uh, I think, I think it was, you're referring to the one I said about the, you should always put your, your oxygen mask on before you put the, your kid's oxygen mask on because you can't take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself. I know that's what they say. I was also looking up, um, you know, the Carl Jung archetypes, and 
you can't have you're a dead ringer for the caregiver. Mm-hmm. One of the shadow parts of that is selfishness that you fear it that you're you fear being selfish about you know taking care of yourself above others. So uh, I think that's like you could probably read through that. Yeah, thank you. I've thought about that before. Yeah. I actually have something I'm going to send to you because uh, back before I did all of this work, I got an archetypal reading done on myself. And guess what I was? The caregiver. Okay. So, yeah, 100%. Like everything that you're saying, I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's why I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm smiling through this because I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to myself a little bit. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. That's the thing I've preached to others. Selfish uh, <laughs> self care is not selfish, and that selfish is not doesn't have a negative connotation. But yeah, I haven't been practicing. No, no, and that's actually like a that's kind of a caregiver shadow thing. I'm that's just gonna give thing. you a heads up. Yeah. Thank you. We know Fair we know how to love other people. We know how to take care of other people. We know how to heal other people, but we don't mm-hmm. ever turn that shit on ourselves. You have to be so solid. Okay, here's the other thing. You have to be so solid in yourself and in your energy and in your me first attitude as a caregiver before you can go out and help other people. Because when you're giving to other people and you're getting drained or that that emptiness is coming, like you can actually do damage to other people. And I know that that sounds like you're like, well, how the hell could me loving them get, you know, damage them? But it's because it's coming from like your frequency. Every time someone drains energy off of you, your frequency gets lower and lower and lower. And so while you're still on a higher frequency than they are, you're not giving them your best because you don't have the ability or the reserves to be able to do that. So with where you're at right now, take those fucking baths. I am telling you, look, I'm, I'm going to be the drill sergeant on this. That is prescriptive. Thank take you. those baths. Take those baths. Take time alone. Do what you need to do. And if other people start infringing on that time, don't answer the phone. Don't let them like if they knock on the door, be like, fucking leave, like whatever you need to do to protect your you time. And I have really found out like even even here, like we live in the middle of the mountains. I love Nick. We spend a whole bunch of time together because we're just that couple that really enjoys each other. But even with him and the dogs, every so often I have to go out on the deck by myself and sit there for like an hour or two to just be like, this is my energy. I'm just going to sit with myself and feel my energy. And figure out where, like, where I'm not nurtured and figure out where I need to, you know, stabilize things. Because when you have all this other energy in your world and because you have that big, bright aura, people's energy doesn't just come in a lot. They come in like a house on fire, right? And so you're constantly feeling everybody else's shit. And so it's hard for you to even identify like, oh, no, I need self-care until you're by yourself. Yeah, that is so freaking true. Yet I have a feeling that you're probably an amb like an ambivert. Is that what it's called? Where you go out and you're really social and whatever, but it drains you. Yeah, it's like I think that it's filling me up, and then I get home and I'm like, whoa. Same. And I lose, completely lose track of myself when I'm with other people, and it's like fun and great, and I'm like, I feel like really high vib- vibing, but it's in high energy. But then I get home and I'm like, wait, where am I? What happened? Same. <laughs> Okay, so same. That energy impacts me the same way. And part of that is that you are legitimately an empath. So that that losing yourself feeling isn't because like you're 
you're not a strong energy signature. It's that you, because of the role that you are playing right now of caregiver, in order to make people happy, you have to feel what they're feeling. Yeah, that's in order to address it, right? And so that's what happens when you're out in public, and that's what you're ha- what what's happening when you're around these people. Very true. And so some of what you're some of what you're feeling off of people is actually like a weird feedback loop, if that makes sense, because you're feeling they're feeling you. So it's like this, I really like her. Oh, it feels really good. And then it's coming back to you in the same way. That's why you're getting that really intense love feeling. That's what I think is like gratifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nicely done. Nicely done. (laughs) Thank you. Guys, I just have to tell you, like, I just met Alice, but I fucking love this girl. Like, I love her so much. The second that we connected, you are. (laughs) And I, that sounds narcissistic because I just said like, oh my God, I, you really remind me of me, but. Oh, oh, I didn't even think you that. Remind, you remind me of like the, oh, I'm saying that, but you remind me of like <laughs> the loving parts of me that I really love within myself. Right. And so as someone who legitimately loves you because I, I, we're reflecting each other, I need you to start taking care of yourself and I need you to start protecting your energy and not just giving it away. Being in your presence is a privilege, Alice. It is not. Yeah. They, people don't just get to be like, oh, I am entitled to her fucking energy. No, you are not. No, you're not. I believe you. It's going to take a little time to pro- like fully lean into that one, but I believe you. All right, but let's dig into that because that that like that knee-jerk visceral reaction that you had. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a privilege. Uh, no, it's not, that, it's not that you're a privilege. Is that well, my being in my presence. Being in your energy is a privilege. Yeah. Okay. Because not nobody nobody is just entitled to access it's not to a you. gift. <laughs> it's not a gift. That's like what I, my brain wants to say. I'm like, it's just like it's okay, like fine. they're lucky. They're Re- nice. Like Re- reword it into gift. I don't well, know. Reword I'm it into to gift. Like, translate it. If if that's how your brain is gonna accept that, then we'll we'll translate it into those terms. But being in your in your energy is a gift. I think it's my brain resisting it. Okay. So why? No, no, no. It's not. There's like saying it's a privilege. That means there's like high value there. There is high value there. If it's like a gift, then it's like they're just lucky and I'm just, I'm just me and normal and not anything to be, Mm. you know, what I'm kind of getting at there. Yep. Do me a favor. Yeah. I want to hear you. I want to hear you say I am special. Say it out loud. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot right now. I bet you can't say it. I'm special. (laughs) 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 I'm laughing. I'm special, but that doesn't mean that I have to do anything to be. I don't, that doesn't mean you need anything from me. Like, I want to like detach that and specify. No. So here's, that was a test that (sighs) you failed predictably, but here's why. (laughs) I know. The reason I brought this up is because I had this issue where I could not say I'm special out loud. I would literally go like, I'm spat, I'm spat, I'm special. Like it was like fucking painful coming out of my body. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you were told from the time that you were a kid that you were there for other people. You're not. That's why I'm special. Like, and I don't, so I don't like that. That's not why you're special though. That's not why you're special. You're special because you're uniquely you and you offer things to yourself and the universe that is unique to you and your soul. (laughs) 
Okay. Everyone is special in their own way. And I'm not trying to say like, you're a special little snowflake, but everyone is special in their own different way. We all have different gifts. We all have different purposes. You are special. And so your ego works the same way that my ego works, which is you're like, no, I'm like everybody else, but you're not like everybody else. You know, you're not like everybody else. There's some part of you that deeply knows you're not like everybody else. I know. So this fear that you have of being selfish or being egotistical or whatever it is that is creating that resistance, that's where you need to dig into. And oh, your your entire life, you felt like you don't really belong anywhere, right? Yeah. That's where that resistance well, is coming from. I think it started, yeah. I think the first few years were nice, but then it got confusing. Yeah. yeah. That's where that resistance is coming from, though, because by admitting that you're special, yeah. you admit that you're not like everyone else. And then that literally digs into that wound of, I don't fit in. And it's okay not to fit in. Yeah. You're not meant to fit in. Just like I'm not meant to fit in. Just like Nick's not meant yeah. to fit in. Okay. Wear that shit as a badge of honor. You deserve that at this point. You have done enough loving and giving and showering everyone in your in your beautiful energy for an entire fucking five lifetimes. Like you've done so much. It's okay to say, I'm special. I'm special and I'm different. And and you know what? That's that's fine. Like I'm not meant to be vanilla. I am meant to be. I don't, uh, rum raisin or (laughs) whatever you want to call it. You're meant to be this interesting flavor that, that some people are going to be like, this is my most favorite flavor in the whole world. And then other people Mm. are going to be like, ugh, fucking get that away from me. You're not meant to have a tepid experience here. You're not meant to be vanilla. I love that. Okay. And everyone who, and then there's nothing wrong with vanilla. There are lots of people out there who love vanilla. I love vanilla. Like I love vanilla. <laughs> me yeah. too. And me too. Classic. Necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But not everybody is meant to be vanilla, and, and you're not. And so that feeling that you have of I can't say that I'm special because if I do, it means that I don't fit in, and that there's something wrong with me. There's nothing fucking wrong with you. Uh, yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't fit in because you're great. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's okay to be polarizing. It's okay yeah. to not fit in. It's okay to have people go, ugh, I don't like <sighs> you. Because that's going to happen a lot with your energy. All right. My uncle told me this and it and it really clicked with me. But because I've struggled with it my whole life. Like I have come at people with nothing but love and genuine appreciation for who they were and whatever. And then I've just gotten fucking punched in the face in return. Like <sighs> more times than I can count. And every time I thought like, what the fuck is wrong with me that they don't like me? Like, I'm just being nice. Like, what did I do? So this was a beautiful moment for me. And I really hope that this clicks for you. My uncle told me it's like when you come out of a movie theater and you've been sitting in the darkness and then all of a sudden you come out to a sunny day, how it makes your eyes hurt. It's literally painful. And you're like, oh, fuck, I just want to go back. Oh, my God, my eyes. That's what you're like for people. Okay, and that's not your fault. It's not the sun's fault that they were in darkness. It's just that there's an incompatibility there. And the other thing that I, I want to explain to you, and I I had this experience and so I'm, I'm going to share it in the most honest way I can. 
I was sitting outside in our stock tank pool and I didn't want to get out of the water because I was just enjoying the sun and I was enjoying floating around. And all of a sudden, uh, all of the cloud cover went away. And so for two hours, I was in nothing but like high altitude Colorado sun and it started hurting. It started getting to the point of where I was like, ooh, I'm burning, but I don't want to get out of the pool because I'm really enjoying this. And I found myself starting to cling to the little edge of the pool where there was fucking like shade just to get away from the sun. And air popped into my head and she goes, this is what being around you is like for certain people. So much sense. Thank you. Okay. So it's not the sun's fault that I didn't know when to get out and like make some space. Like, it wasn't the sun's fault that I got a sunburn. It was my fault, mm-hmm. okay, because I was enjoying it too much to go, no, this is starting to become painful for me. It's the same thing in your world. The people that are around you are going to be like, oh, man, the sun feels great. And then when you start burning their skin, they're like, but it still feels really nice. I really like the warmth. I'll just I'll go through the discomfort. And then eventually they're going to be like, I just need to find my fucking shadow because that's the only way I'm going to get out of this. Yeah, fascinating. Good analogy. So, that there's makes nothing, so much sense. Thank you. There's nothing wrong with you, though. Okay? It's fucking burn their eyeballs out. It is not your problem. <laughs> it's you. not your fault if they don't if they don't recognize, like, I need sunglasses. I need sun. I need, uh, like, sun tanning lotion. I need a sunscreen. I was really struggling for that word. I need sunscreen. <laughs> I need something to protect myself. It's not your fault. Okay? That's, that's a them issue. You just fucking shine. I love you saying they need to find the shadow to get out of it. Like that oh, really resonates. But that's what it is. It, I know, you're making them, so they, like they're starting to burn. And so then they yeah. revert back to what's comfortable, which is the yeah. shade. I feel like that just like lifted a lot of confusion. That, that was I a turning have. point for me too. So I'm glad that clicked wow. with you because I, I wow. really literally, my uncle told me that and I understood it. I, I intellectually understood what he said. But it didn't actually click with me until I physically felt the pain of too much light. And then I went, oh, fuck, I've been burning people. Like, just by existing. I'm so glad I had the shortcut to talk to you. Oh, that's what I'm here for. Like, that's why this whole podcast is here, right? (laughs) Like, I've stepped on every landmine. I've burned myself. I've stepped on a landmine and blown up every limb. Like, that's what I'm here for. I I walked a painful path so that I can be like, here's where the landmine is. This is why this is happening. You're welcome. So, but just like the sun, you are special. Things orbit around you. You impact the growth of things. Without the sun, there's no growth on this planet. It would be an ice age. So I need you to understand you can't dim your light to make other people feel more comfortable because if you do that, you're going to end up impacting the people around you who need that sunlight. They need that warmth. They need that joy. You, all you need to do is just be joyous, be centered be loving and have strong as fuck boundaries because guess what even the sun if you try and fly into the sun is gonna fucking eviscerate you and take that you gotta find that balance you can be really loving and sweet and whatever but you need to find a balance for that caregiver and i'm gonna be honest with you the balance for me was the warrior and i was so scared of that warrior aspect in me because i am so blunt in the way I speak. And I, you know, I actually was talking to um, the only astrologist that I love. Her name is Kathy Rose, by the way. I'm totally plugging her right now because she's amazing. I was talking to Kathy Rose uh, yesterday and she said that there are some aspects in my chart that literally point to me being kind of aggressive like this. And, and it's not 
to me, I'm not aggressive. This is just the way I am, right? Like I'm aggressively loving, but I'm also aggressively like, I will fuck your shit up if you cross me. That, that is, I have always had that balance. Like okay. I've told people for a long time, I am equal parts lover and equal parts twat. Because if you cross <laughs> that other side, holy shit, I will chop you off at the knees. Like Nick, oh, Nick has seen this. Cool. I it's admire a, that. It's a protective measure though, because- okay. I was going to say, it's, up, it's fun to watch you talk to customer service. You would definitely weigh, weigh it down on them. Oh, I bet you're good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I start off really kind and really understanding and whatever. Yeah. And then when I feel yeah. like, okay, you're wasting my time and you're not respecting me and I'm calling you with a problem that you guys created, that's real. when the warrior comes out. And it's the same thing mm-hmm. with, I've had to learn how to integrate that though. And you need to not be scared of that energy. If you have that in you, if, if when you get pissed, you lash out and say mean shit, which I'm guessing you probably did because that's kind of a caregiver pattern of I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It takes a lot. It takes a lot, but yeah, same happened a few times. Same. I have a super long fuse, but at the end of it is a nuclear bomb that once it goes mm-hmm. off, everything is destroyed and it'll never grow back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. It's, yeah. So, and it's scary, but like the intensity I'm like, Whoa, yeah, I do need yes. to work on So balance that out, though, because the balance to that caregiver in you is the warrior aspect. And that's usually what balances out the caregiver. And that warrior aspect is your divine masculine. Okay, your divine masculine is who goes, nah, this person's fucking draining me. No, you know, that feels good. He's also the one that's going to he's also the one inside of you that is going to when you start feeling that anger bubble up, that's not actually like. Anger is the symptom of it, but the expression, what's happening in you is your divine masculine is going, no, this is wrong. This is not like this. Something about this is wrong for me. It's damaging for me. It's it's not abiding by my boundaries. And mm. so rather than like repressing him because you're like anger bad, I don't need to be like that. I just need to be kumbaya all the time. Don't do that because what happens is then he feels repressed and then he gets even more angry. And then when he finally does come out, he's insane. Right? I like, like, I like that. Like anger is and a symptom that something's boundaries being crossed or that this is not good for me. It is. All of our emotions are, oh yeah. my, my whole body is tingling. So yeah. all, I, I think this is actually like really what you needed to hear in this podcast. I, I actually think this is why you came on this right now. All of your emotions are a flag for you to look at mm. something. If you're feeling sad, it's because something inside is not being nurtured. Oh my God. Something, so many feelings though. Okay. I know. I know what that that's why I'm saying okay. that's why I think that's why you came on today is we need yeah. to teach you what your feelings mean. So when something makes you sad, it means that there's something in you either that is being triggered that made you sad previously because it was something that like your heart just couldn't understand or your heart couldn't process. Right? So that's why like when we see dogs die and stuff in movies, that's why we have that visceral reaction of being sad is because we're like, "Oh my god, like my heart can't handle that." Okay, so that's what being sad means. When you're angry, it means that there's a boundary or there's something going on that feels unfair to you, that you're feeling like you're under attack. That's what anger is. It's a response pattern. That's why guys are so quick to anger is because, honestly, most guys have better boundaries than women do because of just the way our society is structured and also like kind of what testosterone does. But the thing is, with a really balanced male, he knows he can kill somebody. He knows if he lets that monster out, he's deadly. He knows he could behead someone, but he chooses not to. He chooses to punch a guy in the face first as a warning of don't fucking do that. Okay, so it's okay to have that aspect in you. In fact, it's necessary because it needs to balance out the loving caregiver in you. 
who doesn't have boundaries, who doesn't know how to protect herself because she's just love and body. But that love needs to be protected. And so listen to your anger when your anger, your frustration or your irritation comes up. What that's telling you is there's something going on that is crossing a boundary for you that does not need to be crossed. I love that. That love needs to be protected and that there's like uh, strength within me to like, I get to protect, I get to protect the love that I have inside myself. I love it. Yes. Yes. That heart of yours needs protection. Yeah. Like, like the love isn't like there's strength in my love, but also there's like strength in like the warrior that can protect them. Yes. Like everything I need I, is already within me. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Full circle. <laughs> okay. Full circle. Look, even even monks okay. learn how to fight. Okay. Even the most peaceful, Uh-oh. most like walk the spiritual path of enlightenment, a lot of them learn how to fight. I love There's that. There's a reason for that. I love that. Okay. Okay. That because we live in a dualistic world. And so in order to become kind of one with everything and one within yourself, you have to pay attention to those dualities. And that duality in you is you have this amazing, like nurturing aspect in you, but then you also have this warrior who's been repressed for a very long time because any time that it came out, you were punished for it. I want to like take a self-defense class or something. Maybe when you're not pregnant, but yes, I oh, think you yeah, should. That's right. Oh, I keep forgetting. <laughs> pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Your baby's going to be doing new. like, it's kind of new. I'm like two months in. So I keep, <laughs> okay, <good take. laughs> but I, I actually think that would be good for you. I think it would be good yeah. for you to understand that aspect of yourself and then learn how to integrate it in with the other side because I love it. That warrior aspect in you that's got demonized by other people because you had no boundaries for so long that they just got used to like, well, there's no, I'm going to give you the best example on a, in an earth term, right? Like in a, in a, this existence term, if there's a property next door to you that never has had fences ever, and you were just like able to walk across it and use it like it was your own property or whatever. And then one day you go to go on the property and there's a guy at the property line pointing a gun at you. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, where did this come from? Rather than if there had been a fence there and you had said, hey, this is my property. or He had said, hey, this is my property. There would have been respect there. And you would have gone, "Okay, like if I want to go on his property, I need to ask him. I need to get permission. So that's where I'm saying you need to balance out the warrior. The warrior will install those fences rather than just meeting someone with a gun the 15th time that they've crossed over onto your property. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So thank you. Oh, that's so nice. So some of the other emotions that you go through though, really stop and ask, why am I feeling this way? Okay. So this is like the self-awareness work that needs to happen because you've done enough where you kind of know where your issues are, but really getting down to the nitty gritty, like the deep subconscious, like this is where this comes from. This is how I heal it. It comes from questioning yourself. It comes from going, ooh, I'm feeling angry about this. Or um, we just talked about anger. So I'll, I'll, we'll talk about sadness. Or it, is there another emotion that you feel a lot? I cry a lot. I do too. I, I it's think not that's, sadness so much. It's like, it's like, I don't know what it is. I guess. It's just emotion. Yeah. I just, I cry very easily and often. Like okay. at every, at beautiful things make me cry. Like love makes me cry. And yeah, I does think that sound that. like anybody you know? Yeah, you always tell me you're 
I cry constantly. You always tell me I have happy tears. Yeah, I cry all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to tell him that because for the longest time I would be like, I love you so much. And he'd be like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh my God. I cry about that all the time. I call my sister like every other month, like sobbing about how much I love her just randomly. I just think about how, and that's, yeah, love makes me cry a lot. Okay. And I, so you know what I that. I try to analyze that. Tell me, tell me. What that means is you have a greater capacity for feeling than most people. Yeah. If those feelings are so overwhelming for you that they need to be released through your eyes because emotions are energy. Okay. And when we cry, what we're actually doing is releasing energy that needs to come out. Mm. So when you get that, those love bursts, because I get those too. And I always tell him, I'm like, love is leaking out of my eyes right now because that's mm. what it actually is. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I'm feeling so much love energy that I literally, yeah. my body can't contain it. And so it's coming yeah. out through my eyes. It's overwhelming. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's true. Cool. So that's Let's that's kind of a burden and a superpower. But when that love comes up, yeah. ask yourself, like, why am I feeling this love right now? Because when you start questioning it and you go like, this is so overwhelming. Like, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling so overwhelmed by this? Yeah. You'll get to the deeper core parts of it and then you'll realize, wow, this is really something that's meaningful to me. Like, this is something I really cherish that I didn't even realize I cherish. So case in point. Um, I have done that for Nick several times, but like, I guess the other day was probably one of them. Oh, actually, you know what? I have a really good example for this. So I hurt myself. I, I fell, uh, like this was a couple years ago, but I fell and like really, really screwed up my hip. And Nick literally like kind of yelled at me because I was, you know, feeling a little bit better. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to doing whatever. And he was like, fucking sit down, sit down, do not fucking move. Like, oh, you're infuriating. And I started crying. And then he was like, kind of panicked a little bit because he was like oh god I like I got intense with her and she started much, crying much. <laughs> but what it actually was was I felt such deep love oh. and gratitude for him because I had never had anyone care. care for me like that I had never had anyone care enough about me to say stop let me do this for oh. you because if you keep doing that you're gonna hurt yourself I had never gotten the kind of love oh, that yeah. I gave to everyone else back from anyone before him that shit makes me that gets me every time yeah my husband does or my soon-to-be husband he gets me that with that all the time. I'm like, you're advocating for me right now. It's <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> so exactly. Good. But but yeah. use use that to identify where your wounds are because yeah. I hadn't realized before that that I had never actually felt that love from anybody right. else. I had yeah. never actually gotten back what I gave to yeah. people like, until oh, Nick. This is what that's like. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and then I got some self-reflection because I was like, oh my God, this is how people feel when I'm like this. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why you got to start questioning everything, though, and and question the good stuff as much as the bad stuff, because sometimes the stuff that yeah. sometimes the stuff that feels good is not not actually good. Like there's been a couple of times when I've been like, oh, man, this person said this. That felt great. And I was like, why did that feel great? And then I started looking. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, that was my ego. Uh, OK, my ego needed that validation. I don't need that fucking validation. Where is that coming from? What did I miss? And then I start digging into it. And I'm always really grateful that I do it. But your emotions are your body's like red flags. They're like, yeah. look at this, look at this, look at this. Anxiety is like, ooh, there's something you're not addressing that needs to be addressed. Anger is, ooh, my boundaries have been, you know, pushed too far. Sadness is, ooh, my heart can't handle that. There's something about that that is deeply disturbing for me. What is that? So start using those as kind of like a, a guideline to your, your next step of self-improvement work because 
I don't think you're at the point where going to more classes and going to therapists and stuff is really going to help you. I think now you're at the point where like, you know where most of the issues are and you know where they, they kind of stem from. And now you're, you're going to have to go like deep into the bottom of that pore and clean yeah. out the last little bit that's in there. Take it one step further. Yep. Love it. You're in a good place to do it though. I, I really do feel that like your energy's open as shit right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have not gotten like, even when you had that resistance, that little ego resistance, I didn't actually feel it in your energy, which tells me that that was more of a mental thing than a a full thing. That's what it's okay, cool. That's what I was feeling as well. Yeah. Cause there's a difference between brain and ego, right? For me at least. And I don't, my brain operates really weirdly. So I'm just going to preemptively like throw that out there. But Sometimes my brain will have resistances to things, not because of my ego, but because of just like the way I see things or the way it's structured, right? When your ego resists, that's when you get that internal, like that whole like bubbling up feeling that you get that tension. That's Uh the other thing I want you to pay attention to is how your body feels. Yeah. Because when something is right for you, you will feel that that heart center and you open up and you'll feel like light and whatever. When you start feeling that contraction feeling that's a sign that your boundaries are not being honored and that you are not honoring something or that your warrior is starting to go, Mm-mm, no, 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 no. Listen I've, to him though. Yeah. I've been super duper grateful for this little baby inside of me because I've never felt like more in my body. I've struggled. Yeah, I bet. I've, read, I've known that I'm like, I'm not in my body. I don't, I'm not, I struggle to be in my body. That's a hard thing for me. But like for the last couple of months, I'm like, it's, it's, I'm, it's, very on point with that. And I'm hoping a continuing process. So part of the reason that you're not in your body though, is because you need to be taking those baths. That is part of your grounding practice. I know it. Thank you. Thank you. No, I can tell you've done a lot. You've done a lot of work though. Yeah. Thank you. It's taken a lot to get here. I I can tell. (laughs) I can tell because when I, when I tap back into like your teenage because that kind of came up was like I want to say 17 years old was like the specific number I'm getting oh yeah Uh, some relationship with a guy that you had made you feel really insecure and it made you doubt yourself a lot yep nailed it that's exactly right that's what's um yep (laughs) yeah he but that had nothing to do with you you were trying to save someone who couldn't be saved yeah so the difference between like where you were at then and where you're at now is like a whole different other like lifetime of of change. So like yeah. seriously well done. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So Thanks. one of the other I things I want I want you to do and I know that like you've been drinking water on this, but be mindful when you're drinking water if you're feeling a little ungrounded and you're not in a place where you can take a bath. Mm-hmm. And like really pay attention to how it feels like going down your throat and like even on your esophagus mm-hmm. and into your stomach because I think that's actually going to be like a – I'll just call it like a snippet of grounding technique for you. It's not going to – you still need to take mm-hmm. the baths. But if you're feeling weird in public, like just stop what you're doing and do that and I think you'll feel a lot better. That That's cool. I've Yeah, I've been drawn to water and I keep thinking like – some level I'm like I know water is going to help and I know I need to connect with water water, water, water is your your grounding thing water like they very yeah. they very very clearly showed me like you in a bathtub oh. grounding yourself so oh. Oh. um so let's see I'm going to see if there's anybody here for you. I haven't really seen any spirits come in yet, but um I'm going to try and open up a door and and see if someone comes through. So I've got an elderly gentleman. 
and he's a little on the thin side. Uh, not frail, but like thin. Like he's probably, I want to say, 80s, maybe 90s. I'm so bad with age, though, so don't don't like hold that specifically. Okay. Like grandfather feeling is what I'm getting, or great uncle, or it's a masculine energy that's that's elder um, who has passed on. And I can't tell if he's showing me rugby or football or soccer because he's coming in a little blurry right now. Soccer is what I just heard. Okay. He's also showing me like a pint of beer and like one of those beer steins. It's somebody who liked cars, <laughs> like Italian cars almost, like, like a Porsche or um, a Ferrari or like, you know, like a sports car of some kind. Is your mother's father in spirit? Mm-hmm. So that's who he. This guy is saying he is. I was curious if he might. Was he into cars and stuff though? Like that I was just, they were very specific things. I know. I actually I was curious if he would show up because I really didn't know him, and I heard some stories from my mom that weren't great, and I I thought he, maybe. He kind of has heavy energy, I'm not going to lie. And he, he's got like yeah. a very low voice and he seems kind of a little grumpy. He just yeah. said, I'm not grumpy. Okay, I'm sorry. Are you not grumpy? Ooh, okay. Was he alive when you were a baby though? Because he's showing yeah. him rocking a baby. Yeah. And he's showing me like him like being like, boop, like to your nose. Yeah. And he's showing me him like grabbing your feet and pretending to eat them. Uh-huh. He said she had the cutest little feet. Okay, so she, he said, "Tell her I like her new man." Oh, <laughs> what about the other one? He wasn't for her. Mm. And then all I, he got like a little mumbly, but he said princess. So I think he's saying you deserve to be treated like a princess. Oh. And he's saying I really messed up her mom. So here's here's where he's gonna go into some of this for you. He's showing me that he had like a bad temper and that he didn't really allow her to feel her feelings and that he was kind of distant from her. And he would get like really kind of enraged, like when she was just playing on the floor or just doing like normal kid stuff, he would get like, like angry at her. This isn't coming from him, but I do have a question. Do you know if he was an ex-veteran? Because I'm almost getting like PTSD type. He was. Okay. He said, I didn't know how to behave after all that I saw. He said unhappiness was irritating to me like nails down a chalkboard. Wow. Okay. He's showing me, I think this was his, I think this was your mom in the backseat of this car. He was showing me like him driving and I don't know if she like made a loud noise or what happened, but he got so pissed off that he like swerved off the road and like slammed on the brakes and that she was terrified. Mm. He said, I never forgave myself for that. The look of fear in her eyes. I didn't mean to. I just had no control. She deserved a better father. I hope she knows that I love her, though. Okay, so he just gave me this, like, blip of a feeling slash image slash clear cognizance. This is a very... He's communicating in some interesting ways right now. He's... Are you referring to, like, the warrior conversation? Okay. Okay. (laughs) I was like... (laughs) He's saying that, like, he feels kind of responsible for you not having protection because, like, he knew how to do that and didn't really teach your mom how to do it. And then she didn't teach you how to do it. Oh. Oh. 
because she always felt like under siege because of him and like his anger and whatever. And so because she felt so unsafe, she like didn't have the tools to teach you how to do that. I think he has a lot of regret. I'm going to be honest with you. He feels really guilty about your grandma, too, because like he he said that she just took the brunt of it, too, like where. And I'm seeing her with like white, like um, she looks a bit like um, Betty White a bit to me in in what he's showing me, like with that, like kind of that hair. Yep, totally. Yep. Um, Was that her coming in or was that you just talking about her? He said she's here with me. Okay. Oh, cool. Can we one at a time though? Because when you guys start blending energy, it makes the things come through very weirdly. Okay. So remember how I said he was communicating weirdly? It was because both of them were trying to talk at the same time. Okay. So both of them were saying that they felt bad. Like he was saying she felt under siege all the time and that's why she couldn't really protect herself. And then her, her mom was telling him. I'm assuming she's in spirit. Otherwise, I'm just going off on it. Okay. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> um, I was like, unless he's just like sharing this with me, but I think she's here too. So, and then she was saying that be- she didn't protect her because she felt scared of him too. And so you are, oh, oh, Alice, you're the cycle breaker for this. <laughs> Your kid is going to know how to protect themselves because you are going to learn those tools and you are going to change that for the trajectory of your entire lineage. Holy shit, this is heavy <laughs> in a beautiful way, but it's making me tear up. Oh, sorry. I know. I know. I messed up the connection. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. So your grandmother just kind of took over right now. She's very sweet. She literally like put her hand on my head and said, it's okay, honey. Um, I, this is strange, but for some reason I'm seeing her hands and she's almost got these like knobby knuckles a bit. And a big ring on it. Yeah. Are you just giving me this as proof that, did you get her ring? No, I'm, I was just thinking, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if my mom maybe has anything or other siblings. I'm not sure. Telling me that she wanted you to have that ring. Oh. <laughs> okay, so she's talking about your fiance and she said he's such a nice, handsome man. He and from really what is. I'm seeing, he is handsome. He's very, very handsome. Yeah, get you some. He is super hot. He's like the hottest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. She said she's really proud of you for not settling. Mm hmm. And she said, I know that last one was really hard. The last big one. So I think she's talking about that. The the five relationships guy. Yeah. She said, but that was a blessing in disguise. It really was. She said you were always meant for him, meaning your your fiance oh. now. <laughs> she said it was written in the stars. Okay. She's wanting me to tell you that the reason that that happened with that guy was for you to learn that you are special, that you aren't 
one of five girls. You're not meant to be part of a harem or whatever, that you are this goddess that needs to be worshipped by the person that she's with. Like, that you need to be loved and protected and treated like you deserve. And she just gave me like a, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> she's so cute. So I'm cute. sorry. She's, so she's killing me with how cute she is. Super cute. Yeah. I mean that in the most respectful way. I'm not trying yeah. to infantilize you. She goes, I didn't take it that way. <laughs> she said, tell her her mother tries. She said, you know, we weren't, we were both not very good mothers. I tried to do better with her, meaning you. I tried to give her all the things I didn't give to her mom. But I just wasn't around long enough. And she said, you know, I have some regrets on how I handled her mom. She's showing me her, like, dressing her up in, in dresses. Mm-hmm. Like, with a, a bow on her head is kind of what I'm seeing. I don't know if that's, like, literally a bow or if it's just her kind of trying to tell me she, like, dressed oh, her up a bit like a doll. Definitely a bow. Okay. Um, I put pressure on her mom to be perfect. But I also fed into her feeling like she was a victim. I never pushed her to be strong because I had guilt around what happened with her dad. We should have protected her. Was your grandmother like maybe a little, a little bit of a lush? Because she's showing me like a martini glass. I'm not sure. I don't know. I didn't know her very well. I know it sounds weird, but I feel like your grandmother had an addiction either to like pills or alcohol or something, and it kept her really numbed out. I think, yeah. I'm Spe- Specifically when, when your mom was young. Like, I don't get oh, that sense that okay. she was like that into like old age. Okay. But I think she said I was trying to process his rage. Oh, man, your mom had a rough childhood. Sure, Yeah. Your grandfather absolutely had PTSD, though. It rocked my whole body when he he expressed it to me. Like, that was a horrible feeling. He just said they called it shell shock. I know that because that happened with my grandfather, too. (laughs) Did your grandma like to bake or do you like to bake? She's showing me, like, fresh baked bread, but like a big loaf, like not. No, I don't know. I do like to make bread, but I don't know if she did. I didn't know them very well, actually. She's nodding at you. Oh, cool, yeah. I think she hangs out with you when you're baking. Oh, I've been wanting yeah. to bake more lately. <laughs> That's nice. She, that might be her influence, honestly. Let's do that together. Yeah. She, she showed that to me and then like nodded her head. Oh, cool. She said you find peace when you're baking. Oh. She said she should do more things that she finds peace in. She said I didn't create enough peace in my life and I regret it. I was always doing things, but none of it was important. Uh, your grandfather sh- showing me him shooting a gun for some reason. Oh, he said she needs to shoot a gun. Okay, but she's pregnant, so no, not right <laughs> now. Okay, he's saying, so he wants you to shoot a gun at some point. Like, I, I, Have you shot a gun before? Once. I've always that wanted of, to. Okay, that actually kind of makes sense as to why he's like pushing this, because I was like, where is this coming from? Um, and he's showing me like, like a small caliber. So he's showing me like a 22 or like even like a BB gun, maybe. He said not a BB gun, a 22. Okay. Thank you. He wants you to, he's, he's saying that by shooting, you're going to understand your power. Yeah. I've suspected (laughs) that's 
he's pushing it though. Like I think he's wanting to give you the tools to to tap into that mm. warrior. Because he, obviously if he's a veteran, like he definitely tapped right. into that. That makes sense. Yeah. He's also showing me like you running uh like really sweaty around a neighborhood. And I'm seeing it's like kind of a new neighborhood that like the houses are half built in. Like, um, maybe not half built, but like there's a gap between them. Like there's like empty lots in it. Are you here in Colorado? Mm-hmm. This reminds me of like almost like Highlands Ranch or like uh, Fort Collins or one where there's like big open spaces and like grassy knolls back behind it for some reason. Like he's giving me a very specific image. And these houses are like those kind of like, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but cookie cutter houses that yeah. are like the Pulte homes or whatever, like that are, they all kind of look the same. But he's showing me you jogging on like the, um, on the asphalt and the road with your yeah. headphones on and you're just sweating profusely. And he's showing, oh, with the baby in the stroller. He said she needs to pound her feet to pavement. <laughs> he said, and get that rhythm going. That's interesting. Are you a runner? No. That is interesting. I'm not either. So I would be like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Why are you showing me? Oh, yeah. I think he's kind of like, there's something about your feet hitting the pavement and like you grounding that energy. Like somehow yeah. you're going to connect to like earth energy by doing that sure. and that you're going to have this drive. Like this is at least what he's telling me. And I'm, I'm not seeing this on, on my guides. This is what mm-hmm. he's showing me that you're going to have a drive to like, want to get out with your baby in the summertime and like go walking with, cause he's showing me like one of those like sporty, um, yeah, okay. like baby carriages. Yeah. He's saying that you're going to want to like get outside with the with this kid and so he's suggesting that going for a jog mm-hmm. um is a good way for you to do it but it, and I'm kind of wondering if like he's showing me like the the new neighborhood that's like half finished as in like this is kind of it's a suburb like this yeah, isn't sure. in town this is a right. suburb so it's safe Okay Oh right cuz the headphones Okay Oh. That was him communicating to me. He like go jogging in a safe place, but like because so, if you have headphones, you won't be able to hear anything. Yeah, yeah. That was an interesting way of communicating that, sir. He said, "Sorry, I'm new to this." No, you're the first medium I've ever spoken to. I'm new oh. to this too, so if we're on the same page. You're good. Why? Okay, why are you showing me a thermostat or thermometer? I have no idea why he was showing me that, and he just went kind of dead silent. So I don't know what that was. Oh. Nope. It was your grandmother. Oh, they're tag teaming and I hate this. Um, (laughs) So she's showing me a candy thermometer. And she's telling me, like, you should get into making your own candy. Okay. Yeah, she's showing me, like, caramel. That's so random. She said not random. She's great at baking. She says just one thing she hasn't tapped into that I think she'll enjoy. Oh. Okay. So the reason she's saying that is because making candy is kind of a temperamental process and you have to pay a lot of attention to the temperature to make sure that it doesn't go over or under. So she's saying that this is kind of like a meditative uh, thing that yeah. you can do. Oh, it's horrible. I love it. You guys got anything else you want to say? Just that we love her and we're proud of her and to forgive her mom because we failed her. 
she still should be doing the things that she needs to do. But I just don't think she knows where to start. It's just too far gone at this point. They're wanting you to release any feeling of responsibility around your mom. They just gave me that feeling very deeply. She said, actually, I think this was your grandfather. He said that it was not, it's not her place to teach her. It was our place. Okay. She doesn't need to take responsibility for our mess. Oh. She just needs to do better than we did. Okay, so now he's like, on that note, like, he's like, I'm leaving. And just, like, marched off. Very sweet. You're very welcome. Your grandmother's very sweet. Mm. She just put her hand on me and said, thank you again. Okay, do I have anybody else here? Do you have, like, an aunt that's in spirit or a great aunt? I'm sure I probably do. What are you, then? Ooh. This is your spirit guide. One of them. She has like a great aunt feeling or an aunt feeling. She definitely doesn't feel grandma, but she doesn't feel maternal either. She feels like an aunt. She said, tell her I'm very proud of her for coming on the show. Mm. Oh, she said, I know she's been looking for a long time of like how to kind of sort through all this stuff. Mm. This is part of the reason it came through Joanna. You guys are part of a soul group. You and you and Joanna. They've had past lives together. Cool. <laughs> That's why you have that connection with her. Yeah. She said, I want her not to worry about the baby. She's going to be an exceptional mom. <laughs> She's really going to step into her purpose when this child is born. And her, okay, this is amazing. She said that your warrior is going to integrate when this child is born because you will feel that protective desire over this child. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah, that it's like it's going to trigger your warrior totally. So, <laughs> so start getting acquainted with him, though, like, or, you know, that masculine energy in you because awesome. when he comes out, like, you'll, you'll know it's him if you start getting acquainted with that a little bit better. <sighs> she said that's probably the reason why we wanted her to come on on here. We also just wanted to be able to speak to her openly. I have a message for her. You're doing great. <laughs> she said, you're well on your way. You're aligned with where you're supposed to be. Stop doubting yourself. <laughs> She's done great work. She's also showing. Okay. Why, why did she show me that? She said, I want her to know it's okay. She's showing me like curled up on the couch, like watching like some stupid TV and like eating popcorn. And you feeling kind of guilty about it. And she's like, we just want her to know it's okay. She can sit still. (laughs) That's like literally what she just said. She doesn't have to be going all the time. There doesn't have to be purpose in everything. Sometimes you're allowed to just be. I'm sorry I missed that. Can you one, one more time? She said she's down here to have fun. She's forgotten that. She tends to take things a little too seriously at times. Because she puts a lot of pressure on herself. Remove that pressure. Your heart knows the way. You just have to move with it protected. She said as far as her her fiancé goes, she's safe. He's not going to pull the rug out from underneath you. She's saying that, like, 
you subconsciously kind of had that fear still running. Like, I know that you love him beyond all else, but there was still that like little like, <gasps> what if it happens again? It's not going to. So don't worry about that. Like, she's she's straight up like, no, that's not going to happen again. All of those fa- false starts were to show her. What was it? Sorry. The true love for her. Mm. Without those false starts, she wouldn't have appreciation for him the way she does. Holy shit. She's telling me that all of those like relationships that you had that were these great loves that then exploded. Those were all soul contracts. You literally had to experience those things. Your soul made a contract with their soul to come in and do that to teach them something. Huh. You were there to show them what love looks like and also to like shine a bright ass light on their shadow so that they would look at it. She does that a lot. She said she literally just said she's like you. She's a disruptor. <laughs> she said that's why the warrior is so important he shows up when they lash out it's to protect her because that's part of her purpose sometimes people need to burn a little bit to understand where they don't belong okay (laughs) so she just got a little stern i was like all right but i really want her to start meditating her connection to us is strong But she doesn't always hear us. Sometimes she does. She gets a feeling and she follows it. But other times it's like talking to a wall. (laughs) 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 I'm sure my guides complain about that too. (laughs) Wow. Okay. She said, no, you've done the work talking to me. Uh And then said, you're where she could be at in the next two to three years if she buckles down. Oh, I'll tell you like. Yeah. Oh. Did you just give her tangles? I did. <laughs> yeah. I think you have clairsentience. That because when she said you chase a feeling, when you get these like strong feelings that kind of come out of nowhere, like take that as guidance from them. She said, anyway, tell her we're proud of her. She's on the right track and not to worry. Mm. She's turning a corner. Things aren't gonna be so painful from here on out. That's all. <laughs> wow. What was your name? Can you tell me your name? Oh, she said that's for her to find out. All right. Oh, I knew it. I was very curious too. <laughs> they do that shit to me too. Like where I'll get a reading from someone and they're like, no, I'm, they're telling me no. What a stinker. <laughs> she said she'll find out in due time. Okay. So here's the other thing. If you start getting some scalp tingles or like your head starts feeling like something's massaging it or messing with your hair, that's her. Okay. Because she's like literally showing me your like your crown and like her hands doing this. All right. She's gone because I was like anything else and there's just nothing there now. So. Wow. That was um, that was awesome. That has been happening to me a lot. And I like it feels like there's spiders crawling in my hair. But that's that's her she's literally showing me like her doing this that's so funny because i keep thinking like what is fucking with me right now like something is fucking with me so air literally just said pay attention that's what that means it means pay attention so like when you start feeling that whatever you're doing get out of your head and pay like acute attention to the world around you because something and it could be like you watching tv it could be a song it could be a bird in front of you it could be something but that's that's them like, I call it like a spiritual doorbell of them being like, yeah. ding dong, pay attention, yeah. you know, yeah. or, cool. or a spiritual pager. Cool. 
You got anything else for her air? She goes, no, you covered it. Oh, she just told me that you and I are meant to be connected. This has been in the works for a long time is what she just said. Oh. I know. I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) That that made me feel. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, girl, you're doing great. Like, you're doing great. Yeah, you just have a couple little things you need to go back through. And, like, I think right now what's most important for you is to really understand your emotions and what they're trying to tell you. I think if you can like zero in on that and you can get still and you take your fucking baths, take them every day. That's not a luxury. It's like taking vitamins. It is a self-care health thing. Okay. Like taking vitamins. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to see it as like, I got to do this to take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're sipping champagne and like, you know, waiter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're not doing any of that. You're just taking care of yourself. Um, and also give your person, like, give yourself permission to be lazy sometimes. Cause that's, that's really what she was telling me is like, you feel guilt anytime you're sitting still. So like, yeah. don't, you need that pause. You need to sit still. <sighs> that's why she was like, I want her to meditate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, if you're not great at meditating and you have Netflix, there is a thing called mind space, I think, or, um, is it I've mind space? It, yeah. I've They'll do guided meditations. Yeah, I've been using. Um, do you know Insight Timer? No, uh, but that it's sounds totally awesome. Totally free too. app. A totally free app. There's like hundreds of different kinds of meditations I've been exploring. That awesome. Yeah, so I recommend that. In those meditations, I'd like. I'd like to. He- I would like to suggest that you focus on meditations that are around feeling safe. Okay. And feeling protected. Nice. Because I, I think that'll kind of. I think that'll kind of open the door for your divine masculine to come through in a way that's going to not cool. feel quite so like I'm fucking pissed, bam, you know, like yeah. Because I, I think like that's that. why I think that's why you kind of been scared of him is because when he does come in, he comes in like in it's that like divine rage. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get I get that too, and it comes in like I'll physically feel it in my body. My face will get hot. My ears will get hot. Yeah. I feel like I'm not even in my body when it happens. It's horrible. exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, but pay attention to those because that is divine rage. When you get to that level of fucking pissed off where all you want to do is like scream and put a hole through the wall, that means that there's something like really not good at play happening in your world and that you need to pay attention to it and protect yourself because (laughs) I've had very few points where I've gotten to that level of rage and every single time it's been that whatever's happening has to change in order for for me to keep moving forward. I love the term divine rage. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's there's power in that, though. And that's the thing is that a lot of people get scared of that that part of them because it's, you know, it's like not the pretty side. Right. <laughs> but that thing has a purpose. Everything in this world has a purpose. And so if you can find the purpose in it and really sit with it and go, what do I need to learn from this? What how do yeah. I integrate this into my world to make it something that works for me, not something I'm scared of? That's when you start finding complete and total like you become so unshakable that people will fuck with you and you'll just be like. <laughs> okay bye mm. like it just becomes like a non uh, you're like fucking great <laughs> yeah you're just like you're yeah. like wow you are really out of control like no thanks yeah. bye like it, it just doesn't yeah. phase you the same way so yeah. but you have to integrate those things because in integrating the warrior you'll understand your own power and you'll also understand that like you can protect yourself there is a part of you who is 
so capable of protecting yourself that it goes off like an atom bomb at times. Yeah. I I think I'm already doing it. I think I'm doing a good job. I just, <laughs> I just remembered like the other day, some guy was driving past me like super intense road rage and was like behind me honking and drove around me honking and screaming at me. And I just remember like kind of laughing at him and then later, a minute later, noticing like, wow, that was the first time that I tracked like not absorbing Good. that kind of energy coming at me. And I was like, oh, progress. Cool. That's awesome. And, so now that just needs to translate yeah. into when you're face to face with people like. Um, yeah. yeah. Alice told me this story before we hit record where there was a guy who had kind of gotten in her face um, in a parking lot as she was doing something kind for someone else, Uh, not in an aggressive way, but in kind of a creepy way. And that she just kind of froze. So that warrior aspect of you will be what takes over when that happens and you won't freeze any longer. You'll be like, "Uh, excuse me, not cool. Can you back up? Like, ugh, you know, you're old. Ugh, like, stop it. You'll have that kind of reaction. It it won't bother you, but you'll have enough self-awareness in the moment to go, no, get the fuck out of my space. Right. Yeah. I love it. And the other thing that I've kind of learned with people like that is that they think they're complimenting you. It's not coming from a malicious place. Like they just don't know how to express themselves because they didn't have the tools or whatever. And they think that they're being like, like when guys cat call women, they're not doing right. it to make you feel unsafe. They're, they think they're complimenting you. Right. So yeah. once you get kind of more in tune with your energy and you start really recognizing energy signatures and other people and like that discernment kicks in, you'll understand like when, even though you're reading it as creepy, you'll feel the energy off of it and you'll go, oh, that's actually admiration. He just doesn't know how to communicate because he sucks at it. Yeah. And then yeah. when it's creepy, then you'll have that, that rage will kick in. You'll feel angry almost. That's when you go, get the fuck out of my face. Like, you know, I've shot a gun. I know I could fucking take you. (laughs) I love it. Uh, That was awesome. I love that I have, feel like I have like direction. Um, That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Nicely. Right back at you. I'm, I'm fucking proud of you. Look at us. Look at us. I know. (laughs) We're so great. I know. It is so good to be us. (laughs) but truly um and i know i told you this earlier but i tapped into your energy when you were a teenager and dealt with that it it just the amount of confidence building you've done between then and now is is profound so make sure that you honor that okay when you're like in this non-stop like i'm working on myself whatever stop and think back on where you came from and how far you are especially if you start hitting some blocks in the road and you go like fuck, I feel stuck. Just look at all of the work that you've done. Okay. And then go, I'm not stuck. I'm just taking a pause right now. It's okay to sit and do nothing. I'll start moving again when I'm supposed to. Great. That feels really good to hear. I love it. Yeah. You're not a, you're not a never ending project. Okay. Like <sighs> things will come up as they need to change. So just kind of trust the process on that. But you're already like, You've pulled up a lot of those weeds. Like, you know, you're really just having to dig under the soil to find like the ones that snapped off and left some shit in there still because those are insidious. But that's also part of the healing process. I've had to go through the same wounds like, oh, my God, some of them, it feels like 20 times, you know, and it's always like some different iteration or some different expression of it. It's always like slightly different than what I had already addressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just part of the process. So don't get frustrated. Yeah. yeah, don't get frustrated with it. it. It just is what it is. Just be patient yeah. with yourself because you've done 
more work in the last like 15 years than like most people would do in several lifetimes. All right. So like pat yourself on the back and give yourself some credit. I forget that's a big deal sometimes, but thank you. That's a fucking huge deal. Most people don't change much throughout their lifetime. They change like a little bit, but they don't change these massive amounts because they they don't undo the programming. They just kind of, okay, well, that program doesn't really work. So I'll just put that to the side, right? Mm -hmm. They're not actually changing because that's still there and it still kicks in. So you've done great work, like great, great work. Also, kind of, kind of fuck that guy from when you were a teenager. Because the more I tap into that energy, the more I'm like, hmm, yeah, what a turd, what an idiot, yeah, (laughs) what a dum dum, poor guy. Yeah, hmm. But stop trying to save other people. Just focus on yourself for a while, okay? Because I honestly think. I think some of the people that are around you that are not meant to be there will just kind of fall off when you start being more self-centered and you need to be self-centered right now. And the people who are meant to stay around you, that self-centeredness won't bother them because they're still getting what they need. They're still getting that ripple Mm -hmm. effect. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're very welcome. I think that's it. We we went through a lot of stuff. Ah, All right. That feels good. Yeah, feels complete. Yeah, good. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. And um, listeners, I hate this part. Please subscribe, like, yada, yada. We really need to get this out to people. I've got like 39 subscribers on YouTube. I want to put this out into the world so that everybody can get access to this type of stuff. We're all here to learn from each other, to heal, find out about ourselves. And a lot of times you can do that by learning from other people. And I'm sure that when you're listening to this, you'll be like, man, I got a couple things out of that. Imagine if a thousand more people watch this and they all got something out of it and they all handed that tool to somebody else. That's how this works. We work on ourselves. Then we help other people. They help other people and so on and so on. And then all of a sudden we've created this massive ripple of goodness in the world. So please help us. (laughs) I'm not trying to be a nag. But I'd really like to get this out into the world. Um, I, I feel like we're doing pretty good work based on the the feedback that I've gotten from our guests and just random people who have messaged me. So come be a part of that. Come be my street team. Come on the show if you have something to work through. Like, obviously, it's not so scary. We were giggling a whole bunch through this. I will probably make you cry, but it'll feel good. Like, it'll feel good. You need to release those emotions if it comes up that way. But it's not scary. Healing doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be so painful. Sometimes it just is being honest with yourself and looking at things and going, yeah, yeah, I need to work on that. That's it. You don't have to like change who you are. You're just getting rid of some of the stuff that isn't actually you. It's it's other people's shit. So on that note, if nobody has told you lately, you are loved. <laughs>